0: Good afternoon, I'm George Perch, and this is your fantasy news update. The Yankees have just announced that Luis Severino will seek an MRI on his shoulders. He's had to stop mound work here. This is not good news for the Yankees' ace, who, let's face it, May 1st, not going to happen anymore. Best case scenario now seems to be mid-May, probably more like June, assuming the MRI comes back clean, which you may not know until later tonight or tomorrow here. There were 10 games on the Major League Baseball docket today. First two have already completed. Cubs annihilate the Pittsburgh Pilots' Pirates in their home opener, 10-0 here. Unfortunately for the Cubs, though, they lose John Lester as he had to leave after two innings with a tight hamstring here. There's no word yet on the severity of that injury. Lester went two innings, three hits, one walk, four strikeouts, no runs before having to leave here. The win goes to Brad Brock. He's 1-0. The losing pitcher ends up being James Natalian, who also only went two innings, four hits, six runs, two walks, four strikeouts, but none of the runs were earned. So for fantasy owners, yeah, he crushed your ERA. He crushed your whip, but your ERA ends up being okay here. Newman with three errors there, that really short-circuit short Italian in the start. Kyle Schwarber hit his third home run of the year for the Chicago Cubs. The Tampa Bay Rays also defeated the Chicago White Sox 5-1 to earlier today. Blake Snell picks up his second win of the year. He's 2-1. Snell goes six innings, six hits, one earned run, 11 strikeouts in this game. Losing pitcher Carlos Rodon only goes four and two thirds innings. Does, does strikeout nine but gives up eight hits, four runs, for all earned, and five walks. Home runs in this game, Rondone hit his first four of the Chicago White Sox for the only home run of the game. Tommy Pham, two stolen bases, four of the Tampa Bay Rays. Eight games tonight in Major League Baseball, highlighted by those Yankees versus the Astros, and probably the game of the night here. Severino, uh, Severino as I mentioned, out until really mid, uh, mid-May, mid early June. Likely he makes Tanaka, the Yankees' ace. He will go up against the ace for the Houston Astros, Justin Verlander. Verlander and the Astros are minus 165. Tanaka and the Yankees, plus 140. Oakland Athletics will play the Baltimore Orioles at Camden Yards. Marco Estrada against Andrew Kashter. A's minus 160. Baltimore plus 135. Seattle Mariners are minus 140 at the Royals, plus 120. Felix Hernandez versus Homer Bailey in this one in the National League. Maybe the game of the night here. Bryce Harper comes home to face his former team now in the Washington Nationals. Washington will throw Annabelle Sanchez against Harper. Vince Velasquez will go against the Nationals. Washington's plus 130, Philadelphia minus 150. Another solid game tonight, Dodgers will be at St. Louis. Dodgers had to play late last night at Coors Field in what was a victory, and now they will go somewhat across country to face the Cardinals. Hidgen Ryu, minus 115 of the Dodgers against St. Louis Cardinals. Miles Mikolas, who are minus 105. Braves, they go to Colorado, which could be a high-scoring affair here. Julio Teran, minus 105 for the Braves. Colorado Rockies will throw Kyle Freeland. They're minus 115. San Fran Giants, who will host the San Diego Padres. Eric Lauer versus Madison Bumgartner. Padres are plus 100. Giants minus 120 here. The one interleague game here. Milwaukee Brewers will throw Julius Chassine against the Los Angeles Angels. They'll have Trevor Cahill. Milwaukee minus 115. The Angels minus 105. We have the NCAA championship game, of course, tonight. Virginia minus 1.5 versus Texas Tech, in which both are expecting to be a very low-scoring game. As Gabe pointed out earlier, this is the Lowest game in the total expect uh, expected in the history of this game. <laughs> Lester, I imagine, was pulled today. Severino's out today. Uh, Antonio Brown and uh, Smith Schuster are still battling on social media, throwing insults at each other here. No idea what that's about. Might be, might be time to grow up there for Mr. Brown. In the NHL, Joe Quenville was officially hired as head coach of the Florida Panthers. He may bring out Terry Panarin, who uh, will be a free agent in the, uh, the offseason, along with him, as Panarin and Quenville are close. The NHL begins their second season. On Wednesday, the Angel playoffs open up with Columbus on the road at Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is the heavy favorite to win the Stanley Cup this season. Pittsburgh will be at the New York Islanders, St. Louis at Winnipeg, Dallas at Nashville, Las Vegas at San Jose. On Thursday will be the other three series that will start Toronto at Boston, Carolina at Washington, and Colorado at Calgary. Other baseball news here. Brad Peacock was taken out of the Houston Astros rotation. He Not really so much a poor performance, but a schedule over the next two weeks means they can afford not to use their fifth starter for the Ashos. So Peacock needs for now. He may return at some point. San Francisco Giants acquired Tyler Austin, who was put on, who was uh, DFA'd by the Minnesota Twins. The Austin could be uh, in the Giants lineup as soon as tomorrow. Majoria may or may not be activated by the Boston Red Sox for their home opener tomorrow. So Medoya make it back for the Red Sox tomorrow. I'm George Kurtz, and this has been your Fantasy News Update.
1: You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. All you have to decide is what to do with the time that is given to you. Game, Game time, time
2: decisions. All right, let's do this, Yag. Uh we're at level 3. Game time decisions, Red Heat Rage Radio. I am Gable Brady. The Raging Redhead, Cam Stewart, checked in earlier. He's in Las Vegas. He'll be with us uh, all, all week. He'll check in a little longer uh, tomorrow. George Kurtz, Colonel Kurtz, uh, in uh, for Cam uh, Stewart. Big man on campus will join us in a couple of minutes. In the next uh, segment, we'll uh, we'll talk about this national championship game. Uh, me and George get back uh, to the hockey. I don't know. Uh, we'll take a look at a little baseball DFS tonight, see what the optimizer is, uh, is telling us. So I've got a bunch of tickets here for the basketball game. Uh, so I got some baseball picks uh, for tonight. But I ended up, I, I played the, the over, and then I played Virginia. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to put a little bit more on it. So I ended up, I got a bunch of tickets here involved in this game. Now, this is a prop that we have for tonight, guys. Uh, Jared Culver. So uh, Jared Culver is, um, he's like the, uh, the NBA prospect on the Texas Tech uh, Red Raiders. All right, he's going to be a lottery pick. He's probably going to get selected, you know, fifth, sixth, seventh, whatever. He's going to be a top pick in the upcoming uh, NBA draft. Um, his over-under is 17.5 points uh, tonight. Now, we know that it's the lowest total in the history of the NCAA tournament uh, this evening at 118. Been bouncing around all day, 117.5, Uh, But Jared Culver was just 3-12 of 12, uh, the other night on Saturday uh, night. Um, uh, he was against, uh, against Auburn. 17 and a half is a lot of points, man, especially to score 18 points against the Virginia Cavaliers. I went under the number, little uh, college basketball prop action, um, just in case I'm wrong here. And I really could be wrong. I've been on Virginia a lot, guys, um, you know, over the years, and they never cover. So they don't need to cover this game. And you see, Virginia, our stress job game. And Texas Tech have been on a run, man. One of the greatest defensive runs in the history of the sport, actually, uh, literally, infinitively that they have displayed. Uh, so we'll, we'll break that down. Uh, George mentioned it. No NBA basketball tonight, George. They take the night off so uh, people can watch the uh, the uh, the national championship. Isn't that nice of them?
0: You know, it's funny. Uh, when I'm looking for the uh, you know news for the update, I'm like, why isn't the NBA playing tonight? It took me a while to, uh, to put two and two together there. Because so I couldn't, really couldn't figure it out. I'm like, do the playoffs start already? I'm like, I'm sure I would have heard about that. I'm not that oblivious to the NBA. And then it, like I said, it took me about 15, 20 minutes to realize, oh, they're being kind to the NCAA. Now I get it.
2: Yeah. And um, let me. what about baseball tonight? I could see. All right. No. So basically the last, like the DJ special. So like basically if you bet on this basketball game and things are going poorly, you're like, what can I bet on? No, there's no hockey tonight. Um no no e- NBA special. basketball tonight. You've got yeah, I'm telling you, George, there's gonna be a lot of money on this Milwaukee Angel game tonight. More <laughs> okay, so 10, than 10 usual. Right? Yeah, ten oh seven Eastern time. The only show in town. You'll have the college basketball game and people want action. Other people that aren't betting the game, like gonna be heavily bet baseball uh tonight. San Diego San Francisco's at nine forty five Eastern. All right, if you can, gang, get big men on campus uh, dialed in. And uh, we'll talk college basketball on the other side here. Down is on. We're a little more than three hours away from tip-off. 9:20 Eastern Time. They'll be tipping off uh, this evening. Uh, some interesting uh, stats in the past 12 years. Number one seeds have won nine championships. Uh, n- the number one seed uh, has won nine uh, championships in the uh, in the last uh, in the last. Um, and you look you look at the tournament. It's been it's been a chalk heavy tournament historically with one seeds. Texas Tech Texas Tech are lethal though, and uh we're probably under uh coming into this uh, tournament. But uh yeah, so uh one seeds nine and three, nine nine championships in the last uh, twelve years. Let's bring uh, big man on campus in uh right now to talk about this championship game. Big man, what's going on, big man? I'm doing well, guys. How are you? Good stuff. So um you know, here we are now. Now listen, uh they say de- defense wins championships and we saw in the Super Bowl that was the case. Lowest scoring Super Bowl ever. Now we have the lowest uh, posted total in the in the history of the NCAA um, tournament championship game at 118 and a half. You got Virginia Texas Tech. The term best ever is tossed around too loosely and stuff all the time in today's day and age by everyone. But um Texas Tech's defense, actually, big man, is actually the best defense in in the Ken Palm era. Like their metrics are yeah, actually the best ever. And you look, you look at the Michigan Wolverines. Michigan had their worst shooting performance in the history of the NCAA in any game tournament they ever played in. <laughs> right? Michigan shot the ball worse than any game in the NCAA tournament they ever played in in their in their history against Texas Tech. Michigan State. That was their worst offensive performance of the year, uh this year against Texas Tech. Their defense is real, man. There's no denying it.
3: No, I I mean I um I'm pretty pretty I'm a pretty big defense guy in basketball. I think it's uh pretty amazing to watch when it's on point. And as you said, I mean, I think Ken Palm's era is eighteen years. So I think I mean that that's a. Uh, I mean, it, it, they were the best defense by a wide margin. The show wasn't even close, really. You know, you mentioned the, the past games. Uh, they held Gonzaga to, I think, one of the season lows as well. This is a pretty unbelievable defense. And it really goes to how good of a coach Beard is. I, I, I think if, if, if you know basketball, you know that you, you have to recruit kids to play defense. Most kids today don't want to play defense. It's about shooting yeah. and, and dunks and all sorts of stuff. I mean, the fact that Chris Beard is able to bring these kids in and say to them, look, you're going to defend, and you're not going to defend at a good level. You're going to defend at the highest level
2: possible. I can't say I've ever seen a better defense, to be honest, at this level. Look, you're going to – you see the clown show that's going on in UCLA now in which sure. they wanted Jamie Dixon, and they were talking about Mick Cronin, and now they're talking about Rick Barnes. I threw the whole thing at Beard. I throw it all, at Beard. Yeah, well, that that's the thing in which, if all these other guys are getting offers, and what's he going to get offered? Like, serious, and he's so good, he might get offered an NBA job. Type good. You know what I mean? That True. you know his stock is so high that he could almost pick any job that he wants. Uh-huh. You know I mean, we'll see. We'll see how he handles this. We'll see what happens tonight. Actually, but you got to believe. And I got a lot of respect for Tony Bennett, nice guy, great coach. He is a very good coach. But he fell ass backwards into this game. You know, I wouldn't have yep. called that foul. It is what it is. You know, we're not going to live in the past. It was a double dribble. But you've got to give the coaching advantage in this pick style game. You know, you've almost you got to give the coaching advantage to Texas Tech here.
3: I don't know what he was thinking in the last game taking – Jerome out with four fouls. I I don't know what and why he did that. It didn't make a lot of sense to me. Um, I get the kids that got four fouls, but I mean, Ty Jerome's a good enough player where he 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 can. It's it's not like he's a big or something. I mean, I just thought that was a terrible coaching decision. It really almost it should have cost him the game, frankly, because when he went out, it was a ten point game. There was four minutes to go. You need him in the game. He is your one constant offensive player. He's the one player that. Can get his own shot. They don't have a lot of offensive thoroughfares in Virginia. They just don't. Uh, and the, taking him out was a bad coaching decision, and it could have cost them. You're right. I mean, they've really fell into some of these games. I mean, you know, we could argue that the Purdue game. I mean, if, if Kylie yeah. Clark doesn't run back and grab that ball, I mean, and have the the, the, the you know the ability to throw it forward.
2: I mean, who knows what happens? But something that's, that, yeah, exactly. sure. that's what makes sure. championship seasons. That exactly. That's what makes championship seasons like. There's been a lot of teams, man, that have won. I mean, you know, a lot, lot of teams but, but, uh, that have that have you, won and had a lot of close scares along the way. The difference, the difference here, and I
3: think you'll agree, is I just don't think you can do that kind of stuff against Texas Tech and expect for them to make mistakes. They just don't really do it. Um, they're not really gonna, you know, do anything. And they're not gonna, you know, if they get up in the game. I mean, it is so. I mean, we saw how hard it is. If, if you have a tough start, I mean, how do you how do you get back in the game? And there's just not going to be enough possessions. And if you're saying to me, you know, what would be a pick you would be on? I'm going to tell you right now, I, I like the under. I, I just, I, I can't really come up with a, a legitimate thought as to how both these teams get to 120. I just, I don't, I, I don't think offensively either team is particularly great. I, I don't think either of these teams, we know they're both very slow. Defensively, they're very slow. So they make you work for the best shot. I think the only way it could go over would obviously be if both teams just go off. But Virginia just doesn't have enough offensive (laughs) players, to, 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 I think, to get it over.
2: I know. I know. And you know what? I'm fading that thought. And I can't disagree. Like, this is the least confident I've ever been going into something in which I've got Virginia. (laughs) I've got Virginia, and I've got a small play on the over. I played Jared Culver under 17 and a half points, but I'm seeing he's That's basically gone over. Is it? We'll find out. I mean, he's got, look, he scored 29 in the first game, 16 against Buffalo, 22 against Michigan, 19 against Gonzaga, just 10 against Michigan state. But I have a hard time seeing him get to 18 points against this Virginia defense, big man.
3: Yeah, I, I have to agree. I, I think, I think on the other flip side, I do like Jerome over. I think, you know, if you, if you know anything about Ty Jerome, I mean, he's the catalyst on that team offensively. And he was a guy that was just making some terrific shots. He's in a great zone right now. I think you're, you're seeing Ty, Ty Jerome make his Dante DiVincenzo run. I mean, I think if, as I look at a mock draft, for mine personally, I have him as like in the early 20s. I think he's making a huge move up. You know, he could be a guy tonight that I think is is your guy that can make that run into the to, to the you know, top twenty. He's been just on point. He he. I think for them to win, he's going to have to have more than fourteen points. I I think he gets around twenty.
2: I don't. I don't. I can't recall. I don't know if, if anyone's picked Texas uh, Texas Tech to lose today that I've spoken to or online, um, and it's weird. Because it's Virginia's favorite, big man. But it seems like everybody, like on paper and with our eyeball test, you have to say Texas Tech. But Virginia, well, I, and I, I hate just, to, like, I don't want to bet on a team quote of destiny. It's hard to bet on destiny in the real world. But right, Virginia have freaking found ways to win. They just have. Yeah, and,
3: and I think you are you couldn't have said it better. I just... If you're going to get someone on here that says that they have a legitimate advantage or somewhere, then I'd like to hear it. I think both these teams are really similar. I just look at this game, and to me, it's a pick them. I'm getting one-and-a-half points with, to me, the team that I'm just not interested in stepping in front of right now. I look at one thing on why I don't think Virginia is going to be as effective as maybe we think they can be. Last two games, Gonzaga's opponents have shot 14 for 50 from three, Those are Gonzaga and Michigan State. Virginia is very dependent on the three-point shot. I I think if if that can be keyed into like it has been, I just don't really see a lot of avenues for them scoring. I just don't. I think that's kind of why also they see how Texas Tech's playing, the defense, Chris Beard. I also think they've relished in being the underdog. They've been the underdog the last few games. Uh, I think, you know, even tonight, What's your message tonight? We're the underdog again. All of your underdogs, all of your two- and three-star recruits, all of you came to this place to to just get into the tournament. We can win tonight. You don't have to motivate these kids. And if you don't think Tariq Owens is going to play tonight for for 30 out of 40 minutes at least, you're nuts, there's no way he's not playing. He'll be in there. He'll be ready to go. And he's going to give them some good minutes.
2: All right, hang in there, big man. We'll hit a couple of props uh, quickly on the other side. Big man on campus, but his game time decision continues. NC Sports Radio Network. All right, game time decisions continues. We just put together a DFS uh, lineup for the national championship game. Uh, we'll talk a little DFS baseball in a couple of minutes. Let's just blast through a couple of these uh, these props. So, you mentioned Ty Jerome. I actually, sprinkled. It was plus four forty big man. I got a ticket here. I only put twenty five bucks on it. But um, Kyle Guy, Kyle Guy to be uh, the most outstanding player. At uh, plus 440, I figured I'd swing for defenses uh, there. Culver's plus 170, if you like, um, You know, if you think Culver's going to be named the most outstanding player. But, um, you know, this is one of these games, man, where they roll out a ton of these player props. And Like I said, I played Culver under 17 and a half points. You know, he was three for 12 on, on Saturday. You know Virginia's going to key in on him and probably double team him and try to make his life miserable. They're going to try to make other people beat them. You know, this Murray kid's a big key tonight, isn't he? The Italian kid, whether his three-ball shots fall or not.
3: Yeah, I mean, if he gets open shots, he's not going to miss. I mean, he's as good as it gets from three. I mean, he's he's been a good big piece for them as well. I like uh, Diakite over eight points. I think uh, you look at him, I mean, 34 minutes a game in this tournament. The the big concern is Odiasi. He's only played about 25 minutes a game. He hasn't played over. 25 minutes since March 4th he just isn't in the game enough due to his fouling at times and they're not very deep Brandon Francis is a guy that while he's great on offense as their backup he's not a great defender I I think Diakite can get double digits I think he's averaging about 11 points a game in this tournament Uh, I think eight's a bit too low I think he sees double digits I I like that one and again I think Jerome's gonna have to put the team on his back he's found ways to, to figure it out and a lot of people don't know this about him, Gabe. Uh, he's from the New York area. He grew up in Harlem. Uh, he lived up in uh, he lives up in Bronxville, I think now. And he played at this place called Riverside. It's a league that if you're a top end, uh, a top recruit or scout player like that, you play at that level. He's played against a lot of really great competition in his past, and I think he's kind of it's benefiting. It's going to benefit him tonight. I think he's a kid that. While he'll be draped all over, I, I think he can still find ways to score, and that's what I think makes him good at the next level as well. I, I like those two. Um, Texas Tech, I, I think the Moretti one's a good one. I think he could maybe get hot, maybe go four for six from three or something. If he does that,
2: they'll win. Um, it's uh, Here we go. Uh, you've got all kinds of crazy props uh, for this one. Uh, Matt Mooney. Yeah, uh, Matt Mooney to have five plus assists, and Texas Tech to win plus four hundred. <laughs> like they they're going to town here, Super Bowl stuff. Where what do you is think it? of Blair the? Uh, what do you
3: think of that largest lead someone?
2: Ooh, interesting. What when is under it? Eleven and a half. Eleven and wow, a half. that's low. That's low. I mean, usually I, it's like fourteen I, and a half.
3: I get the feeling. I, I think lead changes at six and a half as well. So. I,
2: I would go I mean, over that. I could figure. see them going back and forth.
3: You have to figure the game's close. I think if you like, obviously, yeah. the lead changes over, you got to say under 11.5. Is this game really decided sided by double digits at
2: any point? Ty or Jerome is 13.5. Hal Guy, 14.5. Um, Jared Culver, I bet it, 17.5. I bet the under. Moretti total points is 10.5. Um. Wow. It's a bit
3: high. I thought it'd be like eight and a half for nine, a ten and and a bit high.
2: we're going to need three or four threes. And DeAndre Hunter over under thirteen and a half. He's going to have to score like sixteen to eighteen for them to win tonight. He has to step. Yeah, up.
3: he hasn't. Unfortunately, he just really hasn't done it in this tournament. You talk about a guy who stops falling a little bit as him. He's uh, he's struggled in this tournament offensively. He's a little bit raw, I think, at this point. Um, but, yeah, I think you're right. I think he's going to have to be big. Him or Keith is going to have to do something. They're going to have to give them something. You have to wonder where they'll go in the lineup, too. they go a little bit bigger with Salt at one at some point, or do they stick with the kid, Clark, who the kid's played well, but he's a freshman. I mean, he's a, he's a small kid. Uh, this is going to be a really tough matchup for him, not a continued tough matchup. He's got a lot of minutes, but it's such a great chess match because it is really a, a, a great – it should be a great game from – from
2: a neutral standpoint. Uh, it really is. It's uh, it's it's hey, it's a defensive purist uh, dream. Uh, this matchup, we should note, the total has been bet up to 119 uh, right now. It hit as low. I was at the book yeah. earlier in the day, and I got it at 117 and a half. It was 118, I bet it, and I guess they disrespect me so much, they faded me. <laughs> right after I bet it, they made 117 <laughs> and a half. I was like, all right, screw you. Give it to me again. <laughs> 117 and a half. So it's up to 119. Uh, right now, all right, big man. So we got to get out of here. Thanks for joining us throughout the tournament and uh, and breaking it down. NBA basketball uh, next could be Brooklyn versus Philadelphia. Uh, playoffs going to be off the hook in the Eastern Conference. Uh, thanks for joining us. You can follow Big Man on Twitter at Jeff do. Thanks for joining us, Big Man. Cheers, game. Thanks, thanks, buddy. Cheers. There's a uh, big man on campus uh, with us. We gave uh, we gave uh, George Kurtz a little rest. So we talk uh, college basketball. You have a pick for us, George. You go Virginia, Texas Tech.
0: Well, I've heard of Virginia. All right, so I'll, I'll go to Virginia. All right, uh, I I know nothing. I honestly, I know I found out more about college basketball over the last segment and a half than I've ever known in my life just listening to you, uh, and Jeff. Go.
2: You're wearing orange. It's a sign of Virginia.
0: It's red, by the way. Okay. Looks orange to me. That's red. That's 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 a very it's, bright it's, red, actually.
2: It's coming across orange. Well, something's wrong with something.
0: Orange. This is this is very red. I don't think I have anything it, orange in my uh. Is that like wardrobe? Ohio it's State just... Buckeye red? Red, yeah. Yeah. You know it's what like, it is you know, though. Uh, you're in a little. A little you're in pulls. a little screen.
2: I can't see. You. Wait, let me go to the big screen here. Oh, there you are. Oh, yeah, yeah. I see it's reddish. Yeah, see, I, it's Texas Tech. It looked orange to me in the little box.
0: <laughs> scared me for a second. I honestly don't think I have anything orange. I wear orange on Wednesday when the Islanders open up.
2: I don't have the. Uh, I don't have the best. eyesight. <laughs> I don't have the best eyesight really? as you're as you're fighting out, as you're finding out, George. I-R-H, who does? So yeah, and, listen. Uh,
0: have, long distances aren't my favorite thing either. We haven't. Uh,
2: we've spoken to a lot of people today. You know, we had uh, with Pete Annapolis on. Pete knows basketball, man, and uh, Pete likes Texas Tech. We had Chris Patola on. A guy uh, knows basketball. ESPN uh, analyst uh, does games for ESPN, Sirius XM. He's actually married to Coach Sheshevsky's daughter. He's uh, Coach uh, Coach K's uh, son-in-law. Yeah, you know, Texas know Tech. Um, Texas Tech. Lo and behold, today I'm on the Degenerate Express, the 160 going to the sports book. Here, are two guys talking about the game. Who are you on? Both of them, Texas Tech. Here, are two old guys that didn't look like they would. They'd be like you, George. I didn't figure they'd know who Texas Tech or Virginia was. Old old guy. Oh, I take Texas Tech. I bet like guys that bet on horses were talking about betting on Texas Tech tonight. The entire bus was just chatty. Texas Tech, Texas Tech, Texas Tech. Uh, Every guest that we've had today, Texas Tech, Texas Tech, Texas Tech. The entire bus also betting the under. Man, every time everybody's on something, it doesn't happen, George. (laughs) That's the way this this works. When we all all think something's going
0: to happen, usually the, the opposite does happen there. Uh, yeah, I think as if I was a fan, if I wasn't betting on it not a, and just a fan of the game, I just want to see a good game. I want to be entertained. It's how I feel about most Super Bowls other than what I'm betting. Uh, you know, I just I want to be entertained. I want to watch the game, and hopefully it's a good game, not, not a blowout where you want to, uh, you know, end it. Or in your case, not where you're well, losing your bet by 945. You bet the Giants of Milwaukee. See, there's a fine
2: line, too, because I'm not one of these people that's like, oh, unless a game is high-scoring, it's not entertaining. But the Super Bowl did suck. Right? The Super Bowl sucked. It wasn't that it was like some defensive classic. It was just kind of a it well game. It wasn't well played.
3: It wasn't well played. Exactly, it was sloppy. It You're right. It's a good
2: way. It was Yeah, it was a sloppy game. I can't really say that over the weekend. I was bitching about it. I was kind of bored by it, but you know, 23-21 at the half. That's like some high school stuff. Right? You know, it's not like the ratings are going to hurt tonight. You have two of the best defensive teams in the country playing against each other, but people always complain, George. I mean, you know what I mean? It's like people in the NBA that, well, you know, oh, you know, in the NBA, they're all, I remember the old days when, you know, it was hard to score and they used to battle and there were fights and stuff. And then you give people that and then they don't like it because it's, you know, 78,
0: 74, right?
2: You're no, kind of hypocritical. You
0: do, you're not going to make everybody happy, but generally people want to see offense. Look at every sport. Look at every rule change. The football, you, you know, designed every for rule change is designed for, for for the passing game. Let's get points on the board here. Baseball is going the same direction now. The ball is juiced. It seems like it seems to be juiced again this year. They think about lowering the mound. All this other stuff because pitching's ahead of our hitting right now. They want more points think, on the board. You know, it's the same think thing of, in old sports. Think of all sports. All the home runs the George, already.
2: Think of all the home runs already in baseball. Like the Dodgers have hit a home run in every damn game. Like guys are getting killed. The Red Sox have given up like more home runs already than they did like in the first month uh, last year. Like it's like it's crazy the amount of home runs the teams have given up already, and it's not even it's a hot out. It's not even warm out yet, and we all know. I mean, you know, normally like June is when the ball, and then boom, July. It's like you know the home run fest and the humidity in these stadiums and stuff. The ball launches, guys. In the cold weather, the ball doesn't travel as far, and you know it's, it's lower, you know, the, the home run outage. But already we're seeing it's just home run freaking central uh, out of the gate already. But, uh, yeah, we'll get to some baseball. We'll get to our baseball picks. I'm looking at the optimizer tonight, and the pitcher they like the most, actually, is Verlander tonight against the Yankees. He's
0: 10400 on DraftKings. That's going to be a little pricey for me. I think the problem is there's no other great pitcher tonight. That's the issue here. I mean, who else you want to go with? If you're if you're playing on draft games where you got to start two pitchers, good luck trying to find your second one. I mean, really. really? I'm, I'm up, up and down here. I can't find one that I remotely like. You know, maybe. I, know. I mean, not remotely. i am probably have to go with Julius Chassin to 8,100 against the Angels. That's probably where I'm at for my second pitch here. I'm not going Velasquez in Philadelphia. I'm not touching for his field. And even Ryu against St. Louis, that's a good offense as well. Tough to find a second pitcher tonight. I would look at Lauer. Lauer San yeah, Francisco. Okay, 7,500. I like that.
2: Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, the optimizer saying Julio Terran, but I'm not in love with that.
0: <laughs> in Colorado? <laughs> yeah, good luck. No.
2: All right. Game time decision. It's a radio. I see we got a trolley chat today, but uh, God bless uh, all of our viewers and uh, listeners. At the end of the day, um, the ratings don't count whether you're a jerk off or whether you're a nun or whether you're Mother Teresa or who you are. <laughs> at, the, at the end of the day, uh, it's just just another number. Um. All right, so I'm Gabriel Moranzi. Uh our boy Cam Stewart's throwing it down in Vegas, and I gotta tell you, I'm a little jealous of him uh right now. This is why Cam doesn't do social media, uh, George. Uh or look at chats. Like Cam is uh Cam's like uh like a very social guy in real life, but he hates quote unquote social media. And for good reason, I would say.
0: <laughs> I've got, you know I've kinda of learned Twitter can really help. You could, if you're following the right people, you can find out a lot of good information before it's uh, more mainstream. You know, I don't, I don't use Twitter for fun. I use it purely for to, to get information. You know, if you follow the, uh, the beat writers or following teams, stuff like that, and I enjoy Twitter. Listen, we're going to get yelled at. We're going to get made fun of. That's, that's the nature of the business. If you can't take that, you're probably doing the wrong thing. I'm, I'm a hockey ref. If I can't take being yelled at, I shouldn't be reffing hockey games. I mean, that, that's just the way it is here. So uh, I, I think it's uh, – I, I only use Twitter. I don't use Instagram or uh, um, Snapchat. <laughs> Facebook, I'm barely on. that. That's for personal stuff anyway. But uh, Twitter I enjoy.
2: Yeah, I plug uh, – I pip away. I plug the, uh, the videos on Facebook, and we don't get a lot of reaction. <laughs> it seems like – it's like my aunt and stuff like that, and uh, she, she's not watching. She's not watching the show. All right, uh, so no, let's no. Uh, let's take a look at somebody's hockey series again, just uh, somebody's well, prices. Before we
0: start this, is- before we start, Gabe, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to be a company guy here. With Major League Baseball season now with the full swing, oh, yes, time yes, to yes, go ahead. For the fans playing daily fantasy baseball at DailyRoto.com. Become their eighth million-dollar winner <clears throat> or another one of the countless number of people who have won hundreds, thousands, tens of thousands, even hundreds of thousands of dollars using DailyRoto.com to help set their DraftKings or FanDuel MLB lineups. If you are playing MLB DFS and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Enter promo code FNTSY for a 10% discount, and you'll get lineup alerts, projected ownership percentages, weather update, fantasy projections, the use of the lineup optimizers that have already produced millions in DFS winnings. That's the 2019 MLB Daily Roto Premium Package at DailyRoto.com. Use promo code FNTSY and get your 10% discount today
2: uh well done george well done and as we mentioned justin verlander is is the choice and they don't they don't really have a lot of slam dunk players they like robbie grossman tonight of the oakland athletics a little mini stack uh, with the philadelphia phillies mccutcheon and uh and sagara um i actually like the phillies i did take the phillies why you know why fight it they're damn good yeah they're damn good and the number wasn't that bad actually I laid uh, minus one forty or so, but uh, we'll get back to that. Would but it I shock promise you people He class...
0: leads the major leagues in offense this year. Would it shock you if they score the most runs? Wouldn't shock no, me. Not with that offense.
2: Not in that stadium. In that,
0: in that ballpark, yeah, they're gonna score a ton of runs. And Annabelle Sanchez is nothing. I, he got re- removed from his first start. I think got hit with a uh, hit with a batted ball here. So I don't know what he does tonight. But if he doesn't keep that ball low in the zone, he's gonna get crushed.
2: I'm feeling it. Three and one start on the diamond. Let's keep it rolling. I got I got so many tickets here though. I got I got the basketball mixed 16. up. Uh yeah. Small play. I already regret somebody's tickets though. Like I'm not overly confident about this Yankee pick, uh, to be honest. It's it was yeah, it was a little sprinkle. You know, it was like plus one forty and stuff earlier. By the time I got it, it was plus one thirty two. But I'm betting it in New Jersey, so I'm not getting the best number when it comes to a Yankee game. But all right, so Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh Penguins, you're the Islander guy. And you're saying you like the uh, the Penguins here. I agree. I think the Penguins are going to win the series as well. The St. Louis Blues, minus 120 against the Winnipeg Jets. Last year, the Jets were really, really hyped. Now, suddenly, the Blues are actually favored, despite the fact the Jets have home ice advantage.
0: Well, you know, uh, the Nashville Predators didn't win that division. The Jets lost it. I mean, they just played like crap during the last month of the season. They got a six, eight-point lead at one point, and they lost, end up losing that division to National. That should not happen. Not with this team. This team is loaded, Gabe. I mean, player for player, they probably have the best offense in the NHL. I mean, Winnipeg. They, Shikley, he's probably the biggest unknown superstar uh, in the NHL here. I love this team. Bufflin's coming back now. Uh, he maybe gets back in the, fr- uh, in the fr- uh, swing of things. Morrissey as well. This team should be better than what they played this year. But Patrick Lene, who's sort of been an enigma this year, can't score goals. He dropped down to the third line. He's been moved all around. They're trying to get the best out of him. Uh, it just doesn't make sense to me that Winnipeg is not considered the best team here. They're not playing very well. With St. Louis, it all comes down to Bennington. You know, and I always equate hockey to football in that if you yeah. have the goaltender, you can go a long way. In football, if you have the quarterback, they can, they can mask a lot of problems here. I think Winnipeg is by far the better overall team here. But if Bennington keeps playing the way he's been playing, I think he's instilled the Blues with so much confidence. I think there are different teams since he's been in net over Jake Allen because they realize we can make a mistake and it's okay. He'll stop it. He's not going to let in as a soft one, which Jake Allen was doing here. It's going to be tough to bet against him. Because he, I think he's playing so well right now. But then again, I also go with this hockey, second season, the playoffs it's completely different. Bennington has to prove himself again here. He is a rookie. You know, how, how will he do in the second season here? I'm going to go with Winnipeg in this series, but, man, I hate it. I absolutely hate it. I'll go Winnipeg in seven.
2: Winnipeg in seven. I think t- The St. Louis Blues, I think it's going to go seven games as well. It's going to be a real battle. Nothing's ever easy for the Blues in the postseason. We've seen in their history. I mean, I don't think they've been in the Stanley Cup since that famous Bobby Orr picture. Where he's, fly, you know, he's flying through the air, which is a great, great, great shot. Um but they have been, like, next to Tampa Bay, I think they've been the second-best team in the National Hockey League in the second half of the season, uh, this St. Louis Blues team. You know, consistent postseason failures in the past, similar to the New York Jets. I think it's a seven-game battle, and I agree, too. I don't think you, can, you can't you can put full stock in what happened in the regular season when you get to the playoffs in the National Hockey League. Similar situation with the Tampa Bay Lightning. Listen, there, there's no way in hell I would lay minus 410. Uh, for them to beat columbus so columbus you talked a lot about them, george they put all their you know they, they went all in here uh, to go on a on, on a run and they get rewarded with having to play the tampa bay lightning do you think they have a puncher's chance against this lightning team lightning are the biggest favorites on the board by far minus 410 favorites in the series
0: i do think they have a puncher's chance here and listen one of these teams is going to be severely disappointed you already said the Lightning, we know they're the biggest favorites. Everyone thinks they're going to win the Stanley Cup, and they probably do have the best overall team. But Columbus, they made all those trades. I mean, they made, what, four, five, six trades. They, they've they given up their future, and they're not going to have Panarin and Babrowski. Odds are they're gone. They're leaving for, uh, I guess you want to call it, greener passions or richer passions. They'll be out of Columbus. I think also playing with Tortorello is worn on both those players, and they want to get out of there. But Columbus is a good team. I mean, uh, you, you know, you, uh, Cam, and I, we talked about it last Tuesday, right? about how the NHL, they've talked about it. Now, it hasn't gone very far, but talked about that maybe that, uh, the number one team to be able to pick who they want to play. If Tampa Bay could pick who they want to play, it sure as hell wouldn't be Columbus. All right? There's no way they're picking Columbus. This is a team that could upset them. I don't think it's going to happen. I'd, I wouldn't bet on it. Minus four-tenths is too much. But uh, I would put something on Columbus just in case because are getting a good price for it. But Tampa Bay would much rather play uh, Carolina, you know, or give, the Islanders certainly, Montreal. You know, they
2: would have preferred Montreal. Yeah.
0: Oh, they certainly would have played they, anybody but uh, Columbus or maybe Washington or Pittsburgh. I think they would have taken in Boston. They would have taken anybody over that. Not a good draw for Tampa Bay. And like I said, a lot of pressure on both teams. One of these two teams going to be uh, very disappointed because really, if Tampa being the best team, Columbus, for all the trades they've made, the only way either team can justify this season is to make the conference championships, at least that far. And one obviously isn't going to make it.
2: And you know, you know, it's amazing, especially in a hockey playoffs. You lose one game. And if you have the you have the stigma attached to you of postseason failures in the past, um you lose that opening game, boom, the pressure starts to get crazy. And you know, all you need to know, I mean, you talk about the NHL playoffs. Remember last year, Columbus were up to nothing.
0: They're up to another not Washington. they up three, nothing. They hit a post in a double overtime of game yeah. three. You
2: see what I'm saying? And stuff flipped, right? Like there's seasons within a season, and then there's the postseason, and then there's seasons. Within the postseason uh, as well. So one series that intrigues me here that that people aren't really talking about too much or is the Washington Capitals. Now, they were only minus 145 yesterday. I'm seeing it's up to 55 right now. So it seems like people are starting to chip away at it and bet on them. Carolina's had a fun season. You know, they have the, the after game celebrations and they're a very that's, loose, fun team. Yeah, as Don Cherry would say, a bunch of jerks. Cherry's going to be torn here because he doesn't like the Capitals because they're a bunch of Russian dudes. And then you got a bunch of jerks on the Hurricanes. So um, what do you think of this? Are the Capitals really going to get knocked out in the first round? I don't think so. I think Washington are going to survive this at minus 155.
0: Yeah, I think Washington wins this series as well here. They're another team. There's been several of them. Washington, Pittsburgh. Maybe that's what's going on with Nashville and Winnipeg, too. I don't really think so. Winnipeg, certainly not, because they haven't been around long enough as far as playoff contenders. But I think they get bored during the regular season. I just think it's a long regular season. I mean, let's face it. The NHL goes from October through April. And I think they're a team that realizes, can we just get to the playoffs? You know, we start, this, uh, start this all over again. Unless you're going you're to try and convince me that, you know, Ovechkin, Holfi, Carlson, they're not hungry this year, Backstrom, Oshie. You know, they they're, they won the Cups so they're not hungry this season and they won't have that same jazz. I'm not buying that. They're a better team than Carolina. They've done well against Carolina during the regular season here. I don't think they have much of a problem in this series. I don't. And uh, listen, I love what Carolina's done. And I'm happy for the, uh, you know, for Carolina. They, they played well. Happy for the fan base. Happy for the Islander fan base. Back in the playoffs, that's all, all great. And Carolina with Aho, Teravainen, you know, the future looks brighter. Morazic and McElhenney, I mean, really, two goals, you get up the scrap heap. Detroit couldn't wait to get rid of Morazic. Neither could... uh. Uh, the Philadelphia when they got him last year. McElhenney was released by Toronto. And those are your two starting goaltenders. The Islanders have the same situation, really, with uh, Greece and Leonard. Buffalo wanted to get rid of Leonard and uh, Grease uh, with San Jose. And also, these guys are playing so well. I think it's been a great season for them. No matter what happens here, it's been a great season for them. But I think Washington takes care of business at six.
2: All right, got to wrap up the, uh, the YouTube uh, stream. On Mondays, we shut it down uh, earlier. Uh, there's another show coming up or whatever. They need uh, they need a changeover, but we'll continue on the radio. Um, I like the Dallas Stars, actually. And normally, I'm all over the Nashville Predators, and I pull for the Predators. I, you know, I like P.K. Subban. Um, I like their team. They've got a ton of talent, but I don't trust their goaltending, and I don't think they should be minus 180 favorites, but we'll hit that tomorrow. Um, as far as our picks, guys, for people on YouTube, you want to continue on the radio, we'll go for another five minutes or so. But we got Virginia. You know, do I love it? No. You know, no, I don't love this game, man. I think you can make a, you can make a strong. The game's basically a pick'em for a reason. But we're on Virginia. Um we're going over the 117 and a half. We got it at 117 and a half earlier in the day. It's up to 119 uh right now. We're going Jared Culver, Texas Tech under 17 and a half points. Jared Culver under 17 and a half points and we rolled the dice small play on Kyle Guy, most outstanding player of Virginia plus 440. Our baseball picks, nice 3-1 and start to the day. We look to keep it rolling. Oakland Athletics, minus 142. Uh, Philadelphia Phillies, minus 150. New York Yankees, plus 132. Seattle Mariners, minus 110. And uh, San Diego, plus 110. San Francisco are a train wreck, George. They shouldn't be favored against anybody at any time. Even with Bumgarner on the hill, they don't win games now.
0: I can't argue either. I think they're a train wreck, too. I think they're one of the worst teams in baseball, certainly top five, and they can't hit a lick.
2: Yeah, and you're right. He's, he's definitely going to be on the market. Um, I think, they, he's,
0: should, he's I think definitely, they should put him on the market already, by the way, because if you, if you trade him in the offseason before he has a so-so regular season, you'll get more for him. I you'd get more for him anyway because yeah. the team would get him longer. here. Yeah. I would have already put him on the market, and once he does go on the market, I mean, I already told you about the Severino news. That certainly doesn't look good. The Yankees are going to have to come calling, even though he's another left-hander for that rotation.
2: And it's interesting. What's another team that really struggling right now? Their rotation, the Boston Red Sox. Yeah. And the Red Sox that's, that's didn't amazing. spend money. You know, they didn't. I mean, spend Who money. would have
0: thought? I mean, Sale, Price, Eron, Porcello, Evaldi, They don't. They they probably didn't think they needed anybody. But know, they needed. We we thought they needed bullpen help, right? Because they let Kimbrel go without even. You know, hey, goodbye. Don't the door hitch on the way ass on on the on the, on the ass on the way out. I mean, it was strange how they just said goodbye to Kimbrel, yeah, and they went with Barnes exactly. And, right, and Asia, although it's working. And out listen, there before, and you know things. too,
2: Boston and New York, it's not typical markets either, right? So the fan base knows there's money there. It's like, guys, you didn't spend money, you know. Bumgarner's available, or Dallas Keuchel still unsigned. What the hell are we doing here? Well, we you know we give up home runs, we give up multiple home runs, uh, you know, on on a daily basis. Listen, you know, the, the Red Sox haven't played a home game uh, yet. So, you know, you, we don't want to overly panic, but the fact is their pitching staff's get freaking lit up, George. Absolutely torched.
0: I'm shocked. I mean, literally shocked. I can understand one, you know, okay, it happens. One guy's not pitching well, but the whole staff is like it's a, a disease. And now they get the start from Velasquez. He pitched well. You know, the guy, you know, when, uh, very few people have heard of there, but price sale. Porcello. e Erod looks terrible. Sale looks te- sale looks terrible. Price, I guess, has looked okay. If you want to be nice, Ivaldi got lit up. I mean, I understand they haven't played a home game yet, but uh, you know, uh, Fenway Park could be very unforgiving as well. These guys better figure it out, and they better figure it out in a big hurry. Uh,
2: Toronto Blue Jays uh, tomorrow. It's uh, Toronto and Boston tomorrow. That'll help. Um, I put. Yeah, yeah, uh, you know, Blue Jays, man. Blue Jays have nearly been no hit three times. Uh, this year already um all right we put together a dfs lineup for the for the title game here tonight um the game's not till 9 20 so you got time to get it in but listen we're rolling the dice here it's the lowest total ever so if a guy basically scores 16 points or something you know we're gonna have uh we're gonna have success We we went with kyle guy as our captain i think kyle guy's gonna have a big game i think he can hit a couple of threes tonight he's the best free throw shooter um, him or Jerome, I mean, obviously, but Jerome's more expensive. So I went with Kyle Guy as the captain. I took Ty Jerome. I got Jared Culver. I got the Italian kid, Moretti, the three-point uh, shooter. I got Diakiti, um, the uh, the forward slash center for, uh, for Virginia, the kid with the blonde hair. Um, and I've got uh, Edwards. Edwards, 4600 bucks, sort of the roll of the dice because we got basically all the other best players here. So we got Kyle Guy as the captain. Ty Jerome, Jared Culver, Moretti, Dia Kikite, and and Edwards, Texas Tech. uh, Kyler Edwards, you know what he's got? He got thirteen DK points uh, against Michigan State, fourteen against uh, Gonzaga. Look, he played fifteen and nineteen minutes for forty six hundred bucks. It is what it is, but that's a decent lineup. You know, we'll have we'll have some fun. Are you going to play any DFS tonight, George?
0: Oh, I'm certainly playing DFS baseball tonight, yeah. Uh, and you've convinced me i uh, going with Lauer, by the way. I'm going to go with that as well. i like to guarantee wins in baseball. I'm, I don't think you can guarantee it there. For 7,500, I'm going with Lauer
1: as
2: well. That's a real low toll at seven. All right, we'll definitely be doing some hockey DFS lineups on Wednesday when the playoffs start. Great job, Yang. Uh, shout out to
0: the boys in the pit. Thanks, George Kurtz. Other than that, you're on your own. Later. Later.